0: Welcome to Musicians Versus the World, the podcast where we explore aspects of music and musician life that may not have been covered in music school. And today we are going to talk about collaboration. And as musicians, we talk about collaboration all the time. We talk about playing duets in chamber ensembles, in symphony groups. But we're actually going to talk about collaboration from a business standpoint and from an entrepreneurial standpoint and why it's important for us as independent musicians to collaborate and to join associations with other musicians. In order to talk about this, I invited my good friend and colleague, Amy Vanderlucht, and she is just an expert on collaborating. I've never seen anyone do it the way that she does and make relationships the way that she does. I'm just excited for her to come and share her experiences and her stories with us. So, let me tell you a little bit of background about Amy. She is a much sought after pianist and piano teacher in the Atlanta area. She is a nationally certified teacher of music through the Music Teachers National Association and holds a bachelor's degree in music from Oral Roberts University and a master's in piano pedagogy from the University of South Florida. Over her 30-year career as a piano teacher, she has served on a variety of executive boards in both the local and state organizations. She is currently serving on the executive board of the Georgia Federation of Music Clubs as treasurer and as president of the North Fulton Music Teachers Association. Amy, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Musicians versus the World. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited about getting to chat with you for a while. Yes, I'm excited too. I just, we've known each other for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and we actually met in one of these professional organizations. That is true. That now you are president of. That's right. Yeah, through North Fulton Music Teachers Association. So, would you mind, for our listeners, would you mind explaining a little bit what NFMTA is and what your job as president is?
1: North Fulton Music Teachers, or NFMTA, is our local Atlanta-area Music Teachers Association. In order to join North Fulton Music Teachers, you first join Music Teachers National Association, or MTNA. And from that, when you join that, you automatically become a member of Georgia Music Teachers and then your local North Fulton Music Teachers. And I am currently president of about between 80 and 90 local area music teachers. And I'm very excited. I'm just going to facilitate the meetings, ensure that our festivals are run properly, that we have wonderful speakers come and teach us a few things once a month. And um, I'm so excited to have this job. I've lived in North Fulton area for 23 years. And this is the first time I've actually said yes to serving as president I, my, my first and foremost important job has been being a mom. Mm-hmm. And I am a newly empty nester. And so I'm looking forward to serving in a bigger
0: way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have. You have just jumped right in. Because before this, you were in charge of one of the festivals that NFMTA puts on for its members. And I think that's an interesting thing for us to talk about. Some of the benefits of having all of these independent music teachers working together in a way? Because like most musicians, music teachers are very, very often independent. We're entrepreneurs. We run our own businesses. We're small business owners. And what are some of the things and the benefits that you have seen from joining with others in this association? So you are exactly right. We do
1: work independently. And for the most part, we're with young children. And mm-hmm. we spend our afternoons and our evenings with young children and very often their parents also. But it is a special privilege to get to meet with other professionals like we are. And it's, it's just so much fun to get ideas from other teachers, to learn from them, and to have a project that together we can accomplish putting on. We have some big projects that we work on in North Fulton Music Teachers. And it's fun as a group to work together to figure out the best way to accomplish things and to watch the whole project unfold together. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's never a one-man job to do That's these festivals and recitals with our students. It's always more than one person it takes.
0: Oh, yes. It takes committees to do all of these things. I'm thinking of just our fall festival. How many students do we have in that usually?
1: So... It varies year to year, but usually we have between 450 and 550 students enter our fall festival. Usually around 50 to 60 teachers enter their students, Mm -hmm. and um, it is quite the undertaking Mm -hmm. to put on such a large festival for our local area students, but that's what's so exciting is that... We have an opportunity as North Fulton music teachers to open up a festival for all the local area students and they right. usually leave happy and smiling
0: parents are happy it's a really fun festival it is a fun festival and something of that scale could not be done by just one studio or just by one piano teacher something you are with 500 plus kids that takes a whole committee and it takes all of those 50 60 piano teachers to get together and to work together
1: absolutely and it also takes the full span of a year so mm-hmm. we take we do projects month to month for that end goal of this large music festival.
0: And we do work together. Absolutely. Well, and then also, like you mentioned, that there's recitals, there's public performances that the organization gives to students and to teachers. Um, Talk a little bit about these monthly meetings. You said that you have presentations. What are those?
1: So on my board, I'm president. On my board, we have VPs of memberships. We have VPs of programs. Mm -hmm. We have treasurers. We have the full board. And I have a program chairman. Her name is Dr. Nancy Elton, currently. Mm -hmm. And she and I have been working together to plan various speakers throughout this next year. Mm -hmm. We meet the second Tuesday of every month. We book and hire a speaker to come and speak for one hour to our monthly Tuesday morning meetings.
0: Mm -hmm. And so that really is a continuing education thing for our teachers. It is a continuing education.
1: Sometimes it's, it will be a recital, a concert. Sometimes it will be a lecture demonstration. Sometimes it could be a master class where we have our students perform. And the um, speaker we have, professional, will critique and we'll watch him
0: teach a current student. And why is continuing education, why is that important for a professional musician or just professional teacher?
1: So we get, we get comfortable in our day-to-day teaching. And it's always, it's, it's a motivating thing for me. That's mostly why I love these continuing education presentations and lectures and programs. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a little bit of motivation. And it's new ideas. And it's current happenings that help us teach better. Right. And portray what we want our students to learn in different ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get stuck as teachers in our in the rut of teaching the way we do. Right. And it's really exciting to get new ideas and new wording and new
0: ways to, to help our students. Absolutely. And also, we mentioned that you're a nationally certified teacher of music, mm-hmm. as am I. And part of that, you have to renew that every year. And it's a requirement to have continuing education, to stay up to date with the current research and the current repertoire that's coming up.
1: Yes, it is. And that's that's also a great goal. I'm, I'm a very goal-oriented person. I like to know mm-hmm. what's coming up and how I'm going to get to that that deadline. And right. um, it's fun to go to concerts. They're required. Um, we we mm-hmm. need to be accompanists sometimes. We could play in church sometimes. We enter students in auditions. These are all requirements to be a nationally certified teacher of music. I love that mm-hmm. accountability. For me personally, I like to have the accountability of knowing that's required, and so let's plan the
0: year out, and here's how that's going to be accomplished. And so these associations are not only helpful to our students, they're not only helpful to us as individuals, but I think it helps lift the entire industry of music teachers. It keeps us at a high level so that we know that our whole industry is keeping up and really giving, as a general rule very, very high-quality education to the future musicians.
1: I agree. I think it's very important for local teachers to have the background and the, the um, support from our local
0: associations. Mm-hmm. Now, on the national scale, these associations also offer things. I don't know if you take advantage of these or not, but they also offer things like insurance because doing private insurance of either liability or health insurance is very, very expensive. But when you put a group of people together, you can get group rates for that. You can get discounts for, um, supplies for like office max and for other things of that nature. And there's a lot of continuing education, like webinars and then conferences, these yearly conferences, they are so great for collaborating and meeting other teachers that you, may not see every day. Have you been to a lot of either state or national conferences?
1: So it's funny you ask. Like I said in the beginning of our chat, I have been primarily a mom, uh-huh. and I am brand new at the empty nesting thing and already have the MTNA National Conference in March in Reno, Nevada on my schedule. Oh, really? I have never, I have never taken advantage of of these conferences because weekends are precious to growing children right, of course. and being part of their activities. But I'm very looking forward to going to one in March. right? As president, I'm very looking forward to it.
0: Now, what sort of things can you be expecting at the conference?
1: So there'll be breakout sessions and there'll be topics that will be covered. There'll be recitals. Mm-hmm. There will be luncheons. Um, there'll be um, definitely lecture demonstrations.
0: Great. So now as you were talking about how you've been a mom and you've been, you kind of of took a little bit of a break from the associations. You were still teaching while your kids were young, but as far as getting involved in these associations, as you became an empty nester, how did the NFMTA and the Federation of Music Clubs, all of those things, how did that get you kind of back into the swing of full-time teaching?
1: Were they helpful at all? I really love meeting with colleagues. Mm -hmm. I love to be with people like-minded who are doing the very same thing I am. Mm -hmm. And I actually stayed a member. I've been a member of MTNA since 1990 Mm -hmm. and always kept up that membership. Um, But I have loved getting back in the hang of attending every monthly meeting because there's been no reason Mm -hmm. for me not to anymore. Mm -hmm. and um, I have gotten more involved. I've been treasurer for a couple of years. I was um, secretary of a local area estate association, and Mm -hmm. I'm just thrilled to get to serve as president for the next two years.
0: Yeah, so it's really helped you just jump right in and really become a member of that musical community. Very, very involved, yes. And I have to mention that our local community is very international. We have members from China, from Korea, from Ukraine, from Russia. Oh, my goodness. I can't even name all the countries that we have members from.
1: We are very diverse. And yeah. it makes it a special meeting because everyone brings something different to the table. Mm-hmm. We, are, we actually have planned a roundtable discussion for our group in January, for our January meeting, where everyone will be bringing a, a three- or four-minute idea, their favorite idea, to discuss as a group. We won't have a presenter that month. We'll just be a roundtable discussion mm-hmm. to share great ideas. I'm very excited about that.
0: Right, because we have such excellent caliber teachers in that We group. do. So before we talk about more of a personal matter about collaborating and working with other people, and because I, I want to get to you. You're so good at working with people. I want to get some of your tips mm-hmm. on that. But I want to open this up just a little bit because it's not just piano teachers who are benefiting from these associations. Performers also benefit from associations. Um, Not all of them are going to be meeting monthly and have continuing education. That's a specific need that music teachers need. They need that continuing education in order to give their service the best. But there are associations for performers and for there's associations for church musicians, for choral directors. And I just wanted to throw this out there so that people who aren't necessarily music teachers realize that this also applies to them as well. The statistics say that artists are 3.6 times more likely as other workers to be self-employed. So you graduate from college and you want to become a performer. You want to become a musician and you're just there and you kind of feel like this lone wolf and you don't have to be that way. So I just want to list a couple of these organizations that are available to other musicians outside of music teachers. The first and probably biggest one is American Federation of Musicians, and that's a union. And what and they do have local chapters. Their biggest job is to coordinate collective bargaining rights. So musicians who are part of that union agree to have a certain pay scale that they will work for, or if they hire union musicians, they will pay for them at that union scale. They offer insurance, provide um, pension, and give lots of advice and support for performing musicians. That's probably the biggest one in the United States. There's also things like the Songwriters Guild of America for songwriters. There's the Gospel Music Association. And then you have things such as the Broadcast Music, Inc. and American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Those are a little bit more hands-off, and they, but they do help independent musicians get paid for the music that is paid on radio or in bars or anything like that. They help people get their royalties. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't want listeners who are like, oh, I'm not a teacher think that this doesn't apply to them because these these professional organizations are helpful and there is one for absolutely everything. There's even one for collaborative pianists, for um, pianists that are uh, accompanists. Like they have their own association. Like there's an association for anything. You just have to Google it and you'll find it. But in the show notes, I'll have links to a lot of these different ones so that the musicians who are listening to this will have resources and they'll be able to find those things. So that's just my little plug there, Amy. Thanks for being patient as I that's said awesome. that. That's awesome.
1: That's great information. I love that.
0: Yes. So I want to talk about um, the personal aspect of collaboration because people are people. Have you found that there is any tips that make working with other people easier? The fact
1: that we are all working towards the same end goal Mm -hmm. makes working together very special. There has to be something you're working towards. Yes. Whether it be a presentation, whether it be a lecture, whether it be programs, whether it be a recital or a festival.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We're working together For our students and for their families together. Yes. And so I find that the end goal is what motivates and what keeps us together.
0: Right. And so when disagreements come, as long as everyone remembers what the end goal is, then there's usually a way to work through those disagreements.
1: I tend to be very much of an optimist
0: and a Mm -hmm.
1: positive person. So once in a while, you'll have a glitch of somebody who's not 100% on board or wants to do something differently. Mm-hmm. And I find that just having a good, com- a good um, conversation will usually mm-hmm. just fix that. And a lot of times, another person will have a better idea. Right. And so we'll just kind of re- re-aim ourselves to a different, a different route to get to that end goal. Yeah. Um, communication is so important. And it mm-hmm. is how, as groups, we can be successful.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had someone, I had a mentor say, just remember you have two ears and only one mouth. So just keep things into perspective. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> I try to live by that, but sometimes <laughs> I'm, sometimes I'm better at that than others. <laughs> I think mean, we're all like that. <laughs> yes. Now, beyond the Music Teachers Association, you, I have noticed, and I, as I've watched you work within the community, you have made Incredible relationships with people outside of the piano world, like you've you've worked with uh, with piano stores and with churches and with schools and so much community outreach. And I was just wondering, how do you do that?
1: Absolutely. So it has been a pleasure watching my own three children, who have been musicians growing up, uh-huh. um, be part of these music programs at local high schools, middle schools, and actually elementary school. Back when my oldest was in elementary school. They still offered fourth and fifth uh-huh. grade music. Mm-hmm. Through those connections, I would always volunteer. I find that volunteering with your, with your local public high schools or elementary schools, they love a good volunteer. Mm-hmm. That has made great connections. And actually, it's interesting. Because people know me in this area since I've been here for 23 years, my name has been dropped here and there. And it's, been, it's opened the doors for me just because I have made com- um, I've made lots of contacts over the years. And a very great door opened for a new location for our coming up local fall festival because of the connection I had to Milton High School's choir director. Oh. He's, he knew that I'm full of integrity and I'm an honest person. And they, of course, wanted to open the door to allow us to use a local church. Mm-hmm. So I feel that contacts, just as you're conducting your, lo- your weekly
0: life, is huge. And you know what I like about what you just said is that we would call that networking, right? So you've been networking this whole time, but you are not labeling that as networking. You are just making friends. And so they know you, they know you to be that person of integrity because you're not just talking to them because they may be important someday. You are connecting with them as a person and then things up and you're the person that they think of because they like you. It's true.
1: I'm so blessed. I feel so lucky to be in this area for this long. And the contacts and the people I've met along the 23 years I've been here are wonderful. And everybody is, it's all music connections because that's what my whole Mm -hmm. life has been.
0: Right. So what do you think is the most important thing about having those contacts? Now, I know you said that you've had doors open up, but is there any other reason to talk to people outside of your own instrument? Very often,
1: festivals we conduct, we have, we put on as North Fulton music teachers, will need other types of musicians. Yes, I am strictly Mm -hmm. a pianist, but sometimes we need a voice judge. Sometimes we need a voice critique person. Sometimes we need Mm -hmm. strings or guitar. And sometimes we need advice from an orchestra director or a choir director And so it's easy for me just to open up my email and ask a question, and within a couple days, I'll get a response. So those are important contacts to make as a musician.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I also think, as you were talking about this, about guitar and about voice, as teachers and as just musicians when we're playing ourselves, we like to make the piano sing. Well, how do you know what a singer is supposed to sound like if you've never listened to a singer? Or if we're playing Scarlatti and we always talk tell our students about how Scarlatti music has so much Spanish guitar influence. Well, if we've never seen guitar, how are we going to know how to teach that? And I think exactly. you're right, having those connections, having those connections make us better musicians on our own instrument.
1: They totally do. They definitely make us better musicians.
0: Yes, absolutely. So just kind of wrapping up here, as you are a teacher, and you have so much experience. I'm going to ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. The first is, what advice do you have for anyone wanting to become a musician? And the second is going to be, what advice do you have for someone who's wanting to become a teacher? Not that teachers aren't musicians, but you know how they're kind of different pathways. Absolutely. And I know you teach, know you teach both. So what sort of advice would you, give, would you give those two people?
1: So for a person who'd like to become a musician— set a goal for yourself. Mm -hmm. Setting a goal and mapping out how you're going to get to that goal would be hugely important. Um, There's a saying that says a parked car doesn't get anywhere. (laughs) You have to put your car in gear. And you will move forward little by little, no matter what speed you're going, as long as you're moving forward. Um, always have good people on your side. I mean, if you're going to become a musician, you'll need great instructors and um, they'll help you with a plan for sure. Mm-hmm. It's never mm-hmm. too late. Never, never, never too late. Um, at one point, I had a 75-year-old piano student. Oh. It's never too late to become a <laughs> musician and to want to go that direction. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Uh, the
1: second question you asked me was about becoming a teacher.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. What should someone do who's wanting to become a teacher? What's some steps they should do as they are starting out with their studio? The number
1: one most important step in becoming a teacher is to find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Find a mentor who is willing to pour into you, who is willing to answer your questions, who's willing to show you some ideas, um, definitely join your local, your state, and your national music teachers associations. They're a wealth of information. We talked earlier about webinars that are available, um, monthly meetings in your local area. They're hugely important. It's a great place to meet people and to let everyone know that you're taking students. Yes. Um, that's a wonderful place to say, Hey, I have room in my studio for teachers, for students. Um, Mm -hmm. but a mentor is your number one most important person to find. And you can find a mentor at your local area music association.
0: Just as a follow-up, do you have a mentor? Did you have one when you started out? Oh
1: man, did I have a mentor. I had, I had a mentor when I was a senior in high school, my own personal piano teacher, her name was Marsha Woolers. She was my teacher my senior year. She motivated me and helped me be a young artist, join guild, um, participate in federation festivals as a student, as a senior in high school. Uh Four years later, when I graduated from college, I went back to that high school and taught with her for three years. So I was a teacher in a private school during school hours, and she became a wonderful mentor for me. She taught me how to teach. She taught me how to write-up policies. She taught me the importance of running on time. She taught me the importance of communication with students' parents, because that's part of Mm. the triangle that creates a successful student, is the relationship between the student, the parent, and the teacher. Together, the three of us will make a successful partnership. Correct. Um, What I'm more excited about today in my life is mentoring. Yes. I love to mentor new and upcoming teachers. Mm -hmm. I'm so good at it. I have so many years of ideas and creative ways to motivate students. And I really
0: love being a mentor. You're a very good mentor, too.
1: I, I love it. And I lo- I'm i so excited about being in charge of North Fulton music teachers because just little tidbits of ideas in each meeting, I hope, creates a wonderful committee and group of of teachers together.
0: Well, Amy Vanderlucht, thank you so much for being here. I just admire you so much. And I love what you're doing at North Fulton Music Teachers Association. And you are just a wealth of knowledge and of enthusiasm. And I really appreciate you coming and talking with me today, all about collaboration and networking for independent musicians. So thank you.
1: Christine, thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure to talk to you about some things that I am fully, wholeheartedly loving doing right now. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Musicians vs. the World podcast. Musicians vs. the World is a production of Frosted Lens Entertainment in conjunction with Smith Sound Music. It is hosted and edited by me, Christine Smith, and our producer today is Russ Wilkes. A very special thank you to Amy Vanderlucht for joining me in our discussion all about networking and collaboration. Today we mentioned many different professional organizations available to musicians. I will have links to the organizations mentioned, plus many more available in the show notes on our website, frostedlens.com slash musicians versus the world. In today's episode, you've heard excerpts from my performance of Beethoven's Sonata Number no. 6 in F Major, Opus 10 Number no. 2. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any future conversations. And if you want to help us reach more people that may be interested in today's topic, please share this episode with them, or leave us a nice review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions for us, topics you'd like to hear about, or any helpful advice for other musicians that you'd like to share, be sure to reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or send us an email at info@frostedlens.com. Thanks so much.